It is Season 6, Episode 7 of the Whales Are Whales pod. Cast. And it always feels like a special day in my heart and in the world when we have the original Disembodied Voices crew back together again. It is me, your host, Brian. It is Cameron, your co-host. Hi! And it is a couple strangers from strange lands. Steven. Ah, greetings. I come from the exotic lands of not here. And Zachary. Uh, hi. I failed at being a streamer, so I'm back to trying my hand at trying my hand at, at this whole podcasting gig. Well, fortunately, we have tons and tons and tons of ad revenue to share with you. Exactly. Steven, we're off our first failing. ad copy of the day. Oh, did someone say my name? Okay, so... <laughs> I Steven may have missed mis- a cue. I oh. may have, have misdirected the audience slightly. We uh, have not... A, we, 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 I'll say we don't have an embarrassment of sponsors right now. They noticed that we only started doing one episode a month <laughs> and decided, man, they're getting even less money or ra- less return on their money. So um, I, I, I could read off this angry and suspicious letter from the IRS... Do you, actually, do you actually have one? Because that's a fun story. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, oh you are a person who I look at and I go, I mean, you know, health issues aside that we talk about a lot, but I look at you and I go, man, that man has his life together. And then we talk and he's like, I don't do taxes. And I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't use Steven as a role model for having his no. life together. No, there, no. Are, there are some elements of my life that are... Um, disorganized, um, dangerous, <laughs> whatever, whatever adjective yeah. you feel Don't comfortable you use a sauna? using. Don't sauna? You should put a, you should put, do your taxes on a sauna. I do, but a sauna oh. makes it really easy to just click and drag to the next week. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I normally get called in to answer a tax question or two for Steven each year, but this year was definitely a, um, It's not tax evasion, it's one. tax incompetence. There's a distinct <laughs> difference. You know, I've... We're going to move on from that. Okay. How are you, Cameron? I am great. Uh, actually, great. It's, been a, it's been a pretty good day today. Um, no, I am, I'm asking, how are you, Cameron? We're getting existential here. <laughs> how are you? Wait. I'm wondering how, how you're Cameron. are you, Cameron? Well, yes. my parents were going to name me Dakota. Um, and <laughs> really? I'm really glad they did Is this a real story? That's a real story. And, oh, and my mom it. was like, you know what? I hate that name. <laughs> and they named me Cameron instead. And so, uh, revising the story, your dad was going to name you Dakota. I don't <laughs> think he actually. Like, I think I, here's how I imagine the, the the topic went. Hey, honey, you want to name our son Dakota? Okay. Uh, you know I don't like Dakota. Let's name him Cameron. Okay. That's probably how it went. Uh, my dad just probably did not care at all. He was like, yeah. "Is his name Dakota or Cameron? Do I still have to change a diaper? Okay, then I don't really care what his name is." All right. That's fair. So anyway, I jumped past your actual answer for my dumb joke, and you said you're feeling good. I I can't quite process that. So I I woke up um and I felt like crap uh and okay. I didn't sleep See, very this well. This is what I know and love. Right? Yeah, you know me. Um, but then I went over my parents, and it's super 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 hot outside. But mm. what we did was we we my mom has a really nice little garden on her porch. Um, and so oh, we all great. went out inside of yeah. a really hot really really hot it's like 100 degrees outside right now um yeah and we got the garden hose and we just sat on the porch and sprayed water on our feet and talked for like two hours on the hot porch with with the cold water and it was it was lovely and i got to hang out with my parents and then i came home and i watched some uh, tv show that i'm really really enjoying and it's just been a good day that's really great really relaxing yeah it was nice so steven beat Mm -hmm. that yeah beat that (laughs) 
Um, I became a 30-year-old man today. Oh my God, I forgot it's your birthday today. I even wished you to ha- you wish you happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> and I was going to do something and then I just totally forgot because I'm an idiot and I had a good day and I forgot. <laughs> you know, Cameron, Cameron, you need to be miserable. It's the only way to stay on top of things. No, no. no. The only birthday present I needed was here and you had a good day. Oh. So, so on a scale of one to 10, how much did you think that there was a slight chance I would show up at your house for your birthday? <laughs> so I, jo- I, I, to, I joked about that. When uh, I, I, Steve, I told Stephen I had a gift for him, and he's like, all right, legally, you have to tell me, is it Cameron in a closet? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I know that you knew I probably wasn't there, but was there like an inkling in your brain of like, I wonder if he is? Uh, well, I mean, I joked about it just with, as a complete aside. Um, and then you said uh, something like, um, you know, don't rule it out. By the way, are you going to leave the house for a long period of time at any point today? Because that's how he snuck in last time. And I'm like, ha ha. Uh, hmm. uh, just, just a brief yeah. moment. And I'm like, no, no, it's, it's COVID. They're, he's not going to travel down here. But yeah, for for a brief second, I just wondered maybe. Okay. Well, that's you know what? That's I'm happy with that. That's a good birthday present. Just the, yeah. the thought of maybe the looming presence of me showing up would uh, mm, is enough I feel for like- me. That's the only way we're going to be able to surprise him with it is if there's this low-level simmering tension every year yeah. to the point where it's just complete confusion. Yeah. And then anytime he does actually start to suspect it, he'll be, like, second-guessing himself because he's like, that's what I thought last year. Do you think it's going to be, year. like, those five E3s in a row where I guess they were going to announce a Star Fox game every single year, and when they right. finally did, um, I was just like, I knew it! <laughs> yeah. Was that the yeah. one they were announced Star Fox Assault, and it was terrible? No, that was, that was for Zero, Star Fox Zero. Oh. Um, which, yeah. Which, yeah, was a little bit disappointing, I suppose, but it's never disappointing when Cameron comes to town. Oh, no. except when I surprise you the second time after our really, really, really bad pet sit. Oh, that was good. <laughs> oh, you mean that? You mean the time when you you leaped out from behind a corner, screaming with a kazoo in your mouth after I came back from a pet sitting visit in which I had to unclog a toilet? Yes, correct. Um, yes. These are the classic <laughs> moments that build a friendship. I I was legitimately worried that you were actually super mad at me for like two hours after I did that. Uh. I, I was mad, but not at you. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, moving along here, Stephen. Did you actually say how you were? <laughs> I think you just dodged the question. Yeah, I'm, for... I'm great. I'm great. Great. Um, feeling the weight of the years, but mm-hmm. um... so like, what would you say is the thing about you that makes you feel oldest? That's a good question. Like my whole body. <laughs> <laughs> but is there a thing that's not just like my body's not working, but like? This feels like an old person problem. Because most of your problems huh. just feel kind of agnostic of age. They just feel annoying. It's an old person problem. You know, like, oh, uh, man, my... I guess you've had all these problems that I'm thinking of saying. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, you know, like, my back. My back's out today, or my joints are creaky. See, you have all of these, but yeah, you have them I'm, for, like, I'm a very, decade. I've had so. them from my teenage years, so I'm really you quite <laughs> yeah. used to them. Um, I often don't feel very old, to be honest. Uh I look young, um, oh, and so everyone just assumes I'm younger than I am. So, yep. uh, and I don't know how to do taxes, so that doesn't help. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I, I guess it's when my back goes out, or possibly when people talk about TikTok. Oh, you that's mean a the good Chinese choice. government spy app? 
Yeah, oh, don't get me started, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, man. I won't. I'm just gonna say I miss Vine. I know. I was about? yeah. I mean TikTok. All right, now I'm gonna sound old here. I hope someone here is younger at heart than I am when it comes to technology. But TikTok is very similar to Vine, right? There's not an actual restriction on TikTok that it has to be music-based. Well, is there? Uh, no, but the, the only difference between TikTok and Vine, well, besides the Chinese government uh, recording all of the data um, from the app, yes, is the fact that there's no time limit on the videos. Okay. Oh, that's literally that's, the only difference. Uh, but do people tend to still do the shorter they, videos, they, or is it just Yes, all there is the a subculture in TikTok that uh, attempts to recreate vine's kind of uh yeah. attitude and they do a good job honestly there's some really really funny tiktoks that are yeah. reminiscent there's there's youtube videos that are just like tiktok videos that pull, channel the spirit of vine you know okay. um, but then there's you know i load up a tiktok but it's always a mixed bag because sometimes you load up a tiktok and it's like this minute and a half video and i'm like i didn't come here for yeah. this i don't want this in my life i don't get, yeah. get out of my face i come to vine for this the seven second hilarious comedy sketches i don't want to watch a minute yes. and a half of whatever you know there's something about the format of vine that it was some of the legitimately most hilarious moments i've seen on on the internet yeah um yep. like three or four things from it i was just like wow that that is like the perfect it, because it forces you to like cut it off just early enough that like that's where a lot of the humor comes from is like mm -hmm. when the video ends yeah um and so it keeps it just so snappy and then the fact that it automatically restarts <laughs> there's just something about it that creates a very funny loop of information that's, yes that's tiktoks don't even loop either they oh, immediately geez. try to shuffle you onto another one. video you can press yeah. the replay button but that's kind of right, like right the, the uh, there is a you're right there's a big piece of the comedy that comes from the instantly replaying of it yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So, Stephen, we have covered how you are, and it is good. I'm going to write that down. All right. Um, let me know if that changes. Shade in the second box. And <laughs> exactly. Fill in box A3, mm -hmm. and you'll want to multiply that <laughs> oh, by no. box A4. You, you need your 1098B. Uh -oh. Don't forget about that. <laughs> I know it. Send me one. <laughs> oh, man. You mean, have to just I, download I, I it from your this, health insurance website, I have to tell man. the story. I was, a, I, I was away from the house when Stephen was doing his, his taxes this year. And I, I just get a text. And then I get another text. And I get another text. And at some point, he just says, this is grim. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen or rarely seen Stephen as legitimately stressed as he is when doing taxes. It's, <laughs> yeah. It is a sight to behold. And his taxes aren't even complicated. No, like they're, they're very simple. They're very not complicated. But it's <laughs> I, it, it reminds me of when you would do math growing up. Um, your yeah. brain would just turn off. Yeah. It was not a happy time for you. Um, and taxes yeah. are that little bit of the... Because you really don't have to do any like standardized workbook math in your life at this point. Right. Love, which is lovely. Um, I don't know why anyone ever had to force you to do that, but so um, presumably, so I could do my taxes when I was thirty. But we that's all what know they always that say. Way. It's like you'll be thankful for this when you're doing your taxes, but for you, it just didn't make a difference. Yes, Cameron. Oh, I was gonna say I can empathize with that, Stephen. Not the taxes part, but the math part. Um, when I was in dire straits in college, it was all because of math. And I remember I came home. Mm. Um, for a weekend and my dad was like, do you have homework? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, we're going to sit down and we're going to, we're going to make you it's like, it's like grade school over again. We're going to make you do your math homework. And so I laid out all my work and I worked for like 10 minutes and he came in and apparently I just had my head like face down on the desk. He's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I can't do this. And he's like, why can't you do this? He looks at a math problem and it's like, okay, you know how to solve for X in this problem. I'm just like, 
You don't understand. I look at this and my brain explodes and I may, I know how it works, but I just literally cannot make myself do this. And he's like, all right, we're going to pull you out of college. <laughs> <laughs> so I know yeah, the feeling. I forgot. Yeah, that something that just turns the off. Thing. That's totally what would have happened to me if I went to a college that made me do any remote mathematical Anything. Yeah, like three years. I had to do three semesters of advanced math for an English That's degree. Rough. So That's, cool. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. No good. Carry the one. All right. Well, Just now remember. we have the finale here, which, by the way, can you all still hear me? I turned my microphone we down. Can. It was, seemed very hot. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, now we have the grand finale. Zachary, how are you? Oh, man. I get saved for last. Grand finale. Cool. Uh... Yeah, my body's just shutting down, so, you know, I basically get to be in the Steven camp now. It's great. Oh, no. Cool. That's we not can, good to hear. We can what relate. Like, organ <laughs> every single one of them. Uh, is this, like, actively happening right now, uh, or is this been... Like, for, like, the past, like, it's been weird. Like, mm. um, so, like, basically, from the beginning of this year up until about a month ago, I've been feeling great on, like, you know, just, like, you know, absolutely yeah. just feeling great i'm like you know what everything's going well still have no job but you know what nobody has a job so it's fine <laughs> so uh, true <laughs> um and then like a month ago i started just having like weird like all my muscles just began to all cry out in terror uh, <laughs> um so that, then i'm that's like that's a hey. disturbing way to phrase that yeah <laughs> and so i'm like hey I'm having some muscle aches and pains. Oh God, did I get COVID? So then I went and got a test and, you know, right. and, 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 and like, you know, that came back negative. And so then I'm like, oh, cool. And then my body felt better for about a week. And then everything began to shut down again. Uh, you know, and, we've been learning that a lot of, at least my theory is a lot of people have been um, living with chronic underlying stress for this entire year, even if they didn't realize it. Yeah. I wonder if it's a manifest state. Yeah, like I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that that's what it is. I mean, and I also had moments to where, like, there would be like a week to where I just couldn't eat. Oh wow! J just, just because I would just get like super nauseous, even if I like smelled food. Mm, that's hard. Uh, but that's but that's gone. Thankfully, yeah. that that part's over with. Now I'm now I'm sort of in the like, I'll just be sitting down and then suddenly my and then and then just suddenly my like heart rate will will just spike randomly yep. and i'm like oh cool <laughs> yeah that um, man is, that's is it just actually me been, yeah or ahead, are Cameron. millennials falling apart like, i yes. mean yeah no oh, we, yeah, sure. yeah. yes that's what i was telling yeah. my mom is like all of my friends have some sort of like panic or anxiety, or yeah. depression, or something. Like, I, I might go out on a limb and say 90% of my close friends all have anxiety disorders of some yeah. sort. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that, like, I actually do think a lot of it is the fact that, like, we grew up, or I'm going to assume that most of us grew up, you know, with that idea that, like, you know, like, um, uh, like, like you know, like, we were gifted. We were in the we were in all of the programs to yep. be like, hey, you're mm -hmm. great. And and then we were told, like, you know, you're doing great. You're you are so smart. You're going to do great. And then and then once we get out of, and, 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 and then once we're out, and, uh, you know, and I guess for me, once I was out, uh, you know, 
because I know, yeah, because I because I know that Cameron quit halfway through college, and then you guys just did the online college. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like I actually went to college, a four year yeah. degree, uh, and then and I was feeling good all through that still, just because mm-hmm. I still had that you know like I'm great. <laughs> yeah, but then once you leave that, it's like oh, I'm actually very alone, <laughs> and yeah. I have yeah. no real friends. And this reminds me of right. the conversation we had a couple podcasts ago. I think it was on the podcast. We um, did have one about education. If yeah, that's where we were talking to. about how we feel like the education system has left so many people confused by the end of it. Uh, yeah. And that certainly extends into college. You, you, you realize how many of the support structures around you were arbitrary and you were paying money to have there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. oh. And I think that I also kind of like screwed myself in terms of how I got a job like right out of college in in my field. Yeah. And then pretty awesome. And then for like, you know, and then for like the and then for the like uh, two years in in that job, it was like, yes, this is great. This is my life. And then you get laid off and then you're like, oh. This is actually how the real world works. Right. Yeah. And then you right. go work in insurance for five years, and then you lose that. And then when you're, and then, and then when your support runs out from that, COVID hits, and it's like, cool. Yeah. That's a because big stimulus to the job. Market. I had a job lined up. <laughs> I remember that. I had a yeah. job, <laughs> and I was going to go in the day that the governor shut down the state. Oh my god. And I've been That's the saddest since. thing. There have been so many sad stories like that. And yeah, um, not not to uh, derail the uh, uh, chronology and narrative of this conversation, but mm. we were talking about college and, you know, like, oh, that was, you know, back when we had this figured out or when we didn't have this figured out. Isn't it kind of wild that we were all podcasting together while we were going through college? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, we've, we've been through. I mean, I've known Steven for 15 years, and of course, I've known Zach for 20, and Brian for 10, and we've been podcasting for 10 or 11 at this point. We've gone yeah. through basically our all of our adult and growing yep. up teenage lives together um, yeah. since I've known the beginning. Guys, like, obviously, I've known Steven my whole life, but I've known the rest of you since I was like 16. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I was young. Um, pre-college. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, we'll get to a point where we've known we have there have been more years of knowing each other than there have been years not knowing each other yeah we're getting mm. there you're right it, it's it's interesting i i, I okay i i'm not gonna be i'm you know me i'm very pragmatic about things i would yeah. not be the one to say like um uh, the millennials have it the worst out of everybody always forever and ever no mm. i'm pretty sure everybody has problems um <laughs> Yo, but yes. i do wonder especially in history yeah. yeah oh yeah i mean i'm I'm talking about like modern history of course um mm-hmm. but i do mm-hmm. wonder what the percentage of of mental mentally healthy people are when you go across generations um yeah because well, especially because you have the thing on top of how much how much more are people talking about it now that's a really good point honestly um and i would be curious to ask and it's so hard to ask people because they all have biases too so i might go i'm depressed yeah. mom are you depressed as a kid yeah i was depressed as a kid well I mean, I do. I mean, obviously, I don't not believe you, but I just can't figure mm-hmm. out how my depression manifests compared to theirs. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, 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 every well, one of my friends have this crippling depression and/or anxiety, and it's like yeah. that can't be a coincidence. Like, it's it's insane. Right. I think I I think Zach made one really good point with the um that that stuck out to me with 
the idea of expectations, like, yeah, uh, yeah no. there were I a mean, lot like, of expectations created. Well, I think a lot of people in past generations are like, I expect life to be brutal and unfair. That's what life is. I'm going to yeah, do my best with that, though. That's, almost that's just, sort yeah. of is, I think, like sort of the current theory amongst a bunch of the therapists, because, you know, I'm currently mm. in therapy again. Right. <laughs> and I've been talking to her actually quite a bit about this. And that is one of the theories is just that, like, our generation was raised on the idea that like we were all going to do great things yeah yeah it's it's just that like the structures that were surrounding us which were meant to help us do those great things weren't yeah. there for us when we actually got out like into the world right yeah and I, honestly I, I still get that from my i love my parents to death but they do the same thing to me they're like no you can you can you can still do anything and you could you are yeah. you are you are like my mom is continuously trying to get me to go back to college i i love I, mom i feel mm. listen to this you're not but i love you to death but yeah she's like you're super smart you could you could get a degree in whatever you wanted i'm like i stop telling me that i can't i i right. i okay i could probably get a four-year degree if i really really tried but i tried and i failed and it wasn't just i i use i use the excuse that i dropped out of college because of math but i was not doing amazingly in my other classes either and sure i wasn't like putting 100 percent of my efforts into going to college but i just I, it's not in my heart in my deep in my heart i know that if I went back to college, I would either fail out again, or I would barely scrape by and then have, be in debt. <laughs> so like, it's, <laughs> college is not something I, I can't do anything, or, or I can't do everything. I have yes. a very specific set of skills, um, and I will find you and I will hunt you down. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, oh, I believe that. And, yeah. out, that and outside funny. of those set of skills, that's that's all I got. I can't yeah. be more than I am. And people are still mm -hmm. telling me I can. And I'm like, stop. It's your fault yeah, I'm here in the first place. That's, I think, one of one of the great lies uh, just to like to most kids is just that like they have to go to college. Oh, yeah. When oh, that's yeah. just like, like, no, like, no, I mean, like you don't. But you need to have like like it's just that like our our culture needs to be rebuilt around the idea that like not like all of your people should have that degree like mm -hmm. you know you should be able to to get a job and i mean i mean like yeah because i mean it's weird because like you see people who like you know founded let I me mean, like you know like um uh these new types of of like you know jobs and i mean i mean like they didn't have like you know like you know but but it's like you know like you now need the degrees for those jobs and, right. and it's like i mean you could just learn this stuff at i mean like no just like yeah I mean, like no just like online now just like yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. i mean that's and, that's me i mean that's is what that, you're doing uh, at college now anyway yeah, yeah. oh that's that's mm -hmm. true and, and I, I mean it's weird for me because like i didn't like i feel like i would have been a dropout too if i didn't like have that like friend like group in mm -hmm. college because like yeah. to me college was just me wanting to do well in college just so that i i, I could stay with them right that's <laughs> right, yeah right. That, that's totally fair um you, so do you, you you benefited from the social structure of college yeah. rather than feeling stifled by it which is what yeah, i but, was terrified about but but then that is sort of this weird thing though to where now that i'm like you know like um to to where that now that i'm like you know like out of college now that i'm like almost 10 years out from from college wow it's like I maybe am still friends with like two people for like you know uh mm -hmm. and and that makes me feel really bad 
just because yeah. my brain sort of just takes that and says, yeah, they were never actually your friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's really I've learned this. This is one of my my most important life lessons that I've been learning and I'm continuing to learn. It's hard to maintain friendships. Yep. Um, it's so hard. And that's one of the reasons why I make everyone do a podcast as much as possible. Just because well, I think we have a driving. Sorry, Cameron. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, oh sorry. I just was going to say it's hard to keep it's hard to keep uh, friendships. And like same Zach, I had obviously amazing friends in high school and in college. But the second they are out of sight, they're out of mind. And it's 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 very because like, OK, I could go talk to the five or six people who I was really good friends with in, in high school and college. But that's so much work to like keep track of. I, I honestly believe that you have like five best friends that you will never lose in your entire life. And that's yeah. basically it. And every other one of your friends are people in your immediate area. And it's you can be really good friends with, yeah, you can be really good friends with those people. You can even be best friends with those people. But the second they're out of your life, for whatever reason, suddenly it's impossible because you still have those five close friends that you, you keep up with no matter what. Yeah. And any that's... more than that overburdens you. And even if you were meant, even if we were mentally sound health wise, it's still so hard to keep track of that many people. It's just so hard. Yeah. Yeah. That that's something my my mom often said is that same idea of like you have that core few friends that kind of go that that last throughout life. And I wonder sometimes if the internet has actually I go back to the expectations thing, like raised that expectation where it's like, well, because you have the internet, I can remain friends with this person forever. Because mm-hmm. like nope, they're no. text away, <laughs> and it's like. But no, the human the human context, brain and social it, skills so have not necessarily kept up. Yeah, so many friendships are based around the context, whether it's college or a certain hobby you're doing at the time or a church you're a part of or a job you're a part of, and it's very contextual or a neighbor. And the kind of idea before is like, well, I'm moving away. I'll, you know, I'll see you every once in a while maybe, but we're not going to be that same type of friend that we were when we were living next to each other. Right. But now there's a sense of I'm moving away. Oh, we'll totally keep being friends. And that's that it's a nice sentiment, but I agree, Cameron, that I, I felt that a lot too, where it almost adds a uh layer of stress on it where it's like, yeah. no, our context is going to dramatically change if we move away. And that's okay. That's life. Yeah. But I you can feel guilty for it and bad for it. Yeah, and it, it's not something that kind of I mean, it goes away in terms of like, okay, how do yeah. I explain this? It goes away in terms of the the specific person, but you get a, still a general feeling yes. of of regret, like, oh man, I oh, yeah. I, I used to be so good with good, and then you, if you try to catch up with them, it's like, mm-hmm. hey man, how's it going? Oh, we should hang out sometime. Cool. Yeah. And then you don't, you know. And again, that's right. why I that's why this podcast will literally never die because I consider all three <laughs> of you the the group of five of my best friends and i will not darn it let this podcast die ever even if even if some people only show up for like two episodes a year we will do it over my mm-hmm. dead body we will do it even if i've been scheming to save some money by letting our domain expire we'll still record the podcast <laughs> yeah well, you know you can write it off as a yeah. tax refund oh, oh no. no like he could figure that out uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm not insulted i'm on board with this <laughs> Oh um, man! But yeah, no, that's something I've really appreciated, Cameron. Is the consistency with which you will show up for this? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. you and me, we lost that to that connection with Heroes because we yes. both stopped, stopped playing Heroes, and I haven't talked to you since last podcast. I don't think. I know. Um, Not, we little bits of 
texting. Yeah, yeah. and that, that makes me sad. And then I, you I know, actually talked to Cameron more than you have. Yeah, and then Stephen yeah. was like, we should play a game together because I miss talking to you. And I was like, we should. And we played a yeah. game, and it was a really good time. Oh, yeah. okay. I see how it is, Stephen. You want to play <laughs> games with 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 these people, but what am mm. I, just chopped liver? Can't, wait, Zach. Is, is there a game you want to play other than Final Fantasy XIV? <laughs> I was going to say, we don't, we don't want to play Final Fantasy fourteen, man. I mean, I'll play whatever. Okay. It's cool. Just checking, just making sure. Hey, hey <laughs> PUBG has four-man squads. I'll really? play something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the problem we f- always run into is like, I'll play PUBG, no. I'll play Heroes, like. no. I'll play StarCraft, no. I think, okay, okay. Maybe this is a conversation for another day, but here's oh, my Whales uh-huh. or Whales gaming club idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have one person be in charge of the club, and for that entire year, we can only play their game, and we just have to oh. do it. And then we can switch games the next year. A whole year? Yep. It's like a multiplayer. <laughs> Why not like a month, dude? Oh, no, boy. because that's time to get like everybody into 14. Uh, yeah, oh, if, if no. Zach chooses Final Fantasy 14. No, Steven, your idea is super good, except for the year part, man. Okay, wait, Three let's months. find a compromise here. How about once every 11 quarter? Months. <laughs> you both are insufferable. Um, a month makes sense because. Shut up! <laughs> A month makes sense because that's enough time to get into a game, but not enough if you hate it that you hate the people you're playing with. But it's not enough time to get into an MMO. What if we voted at the end of each month? Should we continue or go to the next oh. game? And once there's a majority, that then one is we go the, the smarter game. one. <laughs> what? What? Petey? <laughs> what? No, I didn't hear anything. What? Shoot! Now no. I need a game with five people. Petey's gonna join us. No, I um, I already pulled his. Plug. Oh, what He's if we, the first one we do is Fantasy Star Online two? <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. I don't like that game very Dang much. It. Oh, but that, well, that's no, the point, though. If it's, though. My turn, if it's Brian's turn, he decides. <laughs> yeah. if it, I mean, I mean no you know arguing. what? You're right. I mean, I can jump in again. I have a character. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really love this idea. So who gets to go first? Well, okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to roll a four-sided die, and uh, <laughs> we're going to assign everybody a number. Um, okay. So four-sided dice roll like, okay you have one of those in front of you oh right no google man um okay so uh, yeah. brian is one i'm two zach is three steven is four ready yep roll three zach how much I, is a subscription zachary I, I actually wouldn't do that but i will say in kind of exciting news is that they are actually making um uh, um so the free trial is being uh is is being expanded into heaven's ward now so you okay. can do up to yeah so basically you can play half the game now for 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 free That's so here's a question bad. about final huh. fantasy 14 um can you skip to the end game somehow? I mean, yeah, you can. Uh, you can buy the uh, um, uh, the items which let you skip, but you need to buy the item which lets you skip to the level as well as the item which lets you skip um, uh, the story content. Is it how, oh, how, how much does that man. cost? Those are ten dollars each. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. pretty that's reasonable. Reasonable. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't suggest it though only because 14 is very story based and it would yeah. be stupid to just go into the end game content and not have like so would you want to not have like the the any of the context would you want to replay the whole story with us i mean you actually can do that now uh because they have is because there's a new game plus mode now <laughs> oh weird really that's yeah. yeah how does that yeah. work in which you basically can just hop in with your current character and and yeah, I mean, like, um, um, uh, and just play through the uh, uh, all the story quests again. 
Okay. All right. Well, we're going to check in again next month and we'll all have leveled up to yeah. 465 clerics <laughs> or whatever you do in that game. And <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, I probably actually wouldn't do 14. Oh, <laughs> I, probably would do some, I probably would I, do something else. I am very curious to see what game you come up with. Yeah, yeah, I want to know yeah, yeah, because I wouldn't want to put like anybody through that kind of commitment. <laughs> it, it, MMOs in general, like that's the rough part about them. Sometimes you just have to. Yeah. It's I hard also, to get friends into them. Like, like on the record, into I, it. I think Final Fantasy XIV is a really good game. Yeah. It's just a huge time sink. I prefer yeah. the original. Cameron, do you have any interest in... <laughs> I'm not saying this because I have interest. I'm just uh -huh. curious if you developed independent interest in playing the new WoW expansion. Or if you're like, I got enough WoW for my life. That's a really interesting question. And the answer is... I actually am slightly interested in starting from ground zero again. Um, yeah, they revamped the whole thing. Have you read about that? No, I haven't read anything the about it. The leveling system is wild now. They oh. now, I don't even, read an article. They've squished it a ton. You're now only leveling up to level 60 through all expansions instead of like level 120. Oh. And you literally, the first one to 10 levels is playing through classic content. You can do that like in an hour or two. And then you choose one expansion. You play through whatever expansion you want. Of all the expansions that have come before, and then you're up to the newest expansion. Whoa! With your character. So is yeah, that already happening, weird. or is it? That's that's with the new expansion. I think oh. that's either already in there or will be in there with the new game. And like now, if you want to play with a friend, they'll like completely scale the friend to whatever. Uh, so you like are, Final Fantasy fourteen kind of does already. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Sort of. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that yeah. sounds so anyway. interesting. I mean, just there, like honestly, yeah. just like Final Fantasy fourteen, I'm really hesitant to jump back into an MMO yeah. with WoW. Me too. But. The fact that I, I know WoW at least kind of eases the blow of like, hey, this is still an MMO. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know I don't if I would actually play back. it. Yeah. The, the, the new thing they're adding, the roguelike randomized dungeon, sounds fun uh, if it's actually difficult. But mm -hmm. every time I get into WoW and I'm like, this is actually going to be a challenge. And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, it disappoints it's us every just time. Well, clicking, except clicking, when clicking. we play classic old WoW, then we like oh, it. Well, yeah, that but that's not actually fun, that's though. <laughs> um... That's yeah. Huh. Moving on. See, I'm pretty that. sure it's we're just fun gonna relive classic disembodied voices here with Cameron <laughs> yeah. saying wow is boring. And oh boy. Me hold, on, hold on, hold Talk on. Talk to us about Dark Souls for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I will defend my statement this time instead of before when I was just like, Wow, it's stupid. Um yes. I can't deal with the tedium of classic wow. I just yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's I get it. I, I get I get the the appeal. I do, I yeah. legitimately do, but I can't be like I'm queuing up to kill this boar because there's too many people around here yeah. and they're all killing the boar. So I'm going to wait in line it's to kill a boar. Tedious. Well, that's rare. Did Are you, you saying like it's a boar? Are you launch day or something? Uh, uh, I'm answering Steven first and uh, shut up. Um, now I'm answering Brian. Um, no, I didn't, but I just... It's not it's that specific example, but it's the thing. It's yeah. like looking around for people to dungeon with. I I don't want to deal oh, with that. Yeah. With that kind of thing. It is. I get it, but not tedious. a fan. Like even when when going as planned, it's like I, kind of the way I enjoy that game is playing it with Steven and just kind of chatting and enjoying ourselves while we're totally slowly killing fifteen thousand trogs. And so right. yeah, it's not an engaging game on its own merits entirely. So I totally get it um yep oh man i thought there was something else i was going to say and it just poofed out of my brain so what we're we talking about before the no, no, let's just sit here and think about what it was oh oh right cameron you're right we were having an interesting discussion you were talking about firefly oh what? well was that what the one we were talking about i think it was there was um, that and then zach was talking about his video he was working on okay well uh, so 
this is a hard segue to go into. Jeesh, I was oh, thinking to myself uh, earlier today, um, like, oh, it was experiencing things that you liked in the past and going back to them. That's right. I loved it. Yep. Um, and I was wondering to myself, I have such a high reverence for Firefly, the TV show, and um, I haven't. I mean, I actually have the majority of the episodes memorized. That's kind of why mm-hmm. I haven't gone back and watched it recently because I could literally repeat back what they're saying before they do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, but you I, have that weird, crazy ability to verbally remember everything. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, every episode I could re- repeat back to you, no problem. Um, so I was I was thinking, well, there's no there's no reason. It's, it's good. I liked it. I can remember it. I can literally play an episode in my head. I know what it's mm-hmm. like. It's good. But then I was thinking, I wonder... If it's actually as good as I remember it being, um, and then my brain goes, of course it is. It's Firefly. It's your favorite show of all time. And I was like, yeah, but I haven't actually watched it in like a decade or something. Um, oh, so wow. I was curious about going back and, and, and actually just watching it and seeing if I still liked it as much as I as I remembered liking it. And that got me thinking about lots of things that I think are amazing and going back and trying them again, seeing if they've stood the test of time, uh, movies or games or anything really. Yeah. What dated Firefly? I didn't watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I, I had that oh. thought like today. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoy doing that as well. I was just talking to Steven about this. Speaking of um, retrospectives, um, one of the things I, I did for, or the main thing I did for his birthday this year is go back and kind of create a, a timeline of like our history with games, like when we got certain consoles and when we got mm-hmm. certain games like year by year, because that stuff can kind of fade in the back of You remember memory, that? I found a bunch of. I, I had a ton of old documentation and stuff. Oh. Um, and so I pieced stuff together, like Word documents and best of worst of words we've done in the past and kind of looked up some release dates and pieced together a lot of it. And it was really fun to kind of go back and, and see kind of when we got certain games. And it's it's not like 100% complete, but it was a, it was a nice general retrospective. And something I, I uh, remembered is a couple years ago when we got... Um, we got the Xbox One, and one of our favorite things about it, it was your Xbox One, Cameron, that you, yep. you sent to us. Um, that you mailed to us and, like, almost yes. got disintegrated in the United and States it's Postal still Service. Working. But... It's still working. Um, but one of our favorite things about it was that it could backwards compatible play old Xbox games. So we played, like, Battlefront and um, SSX3 Morrowind. and Morrowind and playing these old games that we hadn't played, you know, in 10 years or whatever. And it was some of the most fun we'd had playing games in a really long time because it was just like it wasn't just reliving the nostalgia, but it was like this this highlight reel of the games that were were most meaningful to us and really held up. Like we were having just as much fun on them as we remembered having in the past, right. and that's always a really fun experience. In some ways, something it, it was really yeah. powerful because in some games we were actually having more fun than we used to have. Like in Morrowind, right? right. We we decided to take a completely different tact and instead of just exploring the world we decided to become historians if you will um and reading all the books and piecing the like religions together and it it like revealed a whole new depth to the game that we never even experienced before so it was kind of like you look back to something that made a big impact on you when you were younger and even if you couldn't articulate why it did when you were younger looking back when you're older lets you see all of the this depth that you were just but sensing when you then were there are things like sonic games where uh-huh. a very many of them don't 
Yeah, <laughs> you're very carefully choosing your words. You can speak <laughs> yeah. freely here. <laughs> um, where a, a large number of Sonic games are not great. When you them. go back <clears> to them. <throat> um, and so, like, Sonic music, I will say, I still get a ton oh, of that going yeah. back to it now. Sonic games, I'm like, this is mostly the nostalgia factor. <laughs> um <laughs> With with small amounts of that was a cool idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> you know, yeah, this one was exactly. ambitious. Yeah. So anyway, but that being said, but like going back to you know something like Shadow of the Colossus, it's like, yep, this is oh this yeah, is still amazing. But yep. honestly, that's what we were finding is you would when you went through this timeline, you would like take like a handful of games from each period of life. Each year, yeah. Each yeah, I guess it was each year, huh? And mm-hmm. um. You, you find like five of them that were the ones that we held up back then as the yeah. most pivotal favorite uh important games and right. the vast vast majority of those games um i guess really shaped how we view the video game medium now because they're the ones that we still think about and they're the ones that we go back to and we're like yeah these are these are classics these are still excellent yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. you know 10 5 or one year later right so it is interesting to see that, like, we didn't really even think about Halo games until like 2008, because the first one you played was like Halo three years after it came out. Oh, and wow. So that could have been pivotal in shaping our taste, but we just didn't play it up until then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just just stuff like that was was interesting to see. But yeah, it, it I'm always fascinated. I I spend a lot of, especially the last few years, I spend a lot of the time that I am playing games, playing old games that uh, I i've played before i'm definitely you know, not someone uh, so mm-hmm. i'm sorry i just had a thought and literally wasn't listening to you anymore sure. continue <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate the honesty i'm saying i definitely not someone who's just like the new consoles are out pack away the old ones and never think of ways to play old games anymore um i i really enjoy going back to games that have been meaningful it's to mm-hmm. me it's like books i'm the same way with books where if there's a book that's meaningful to me i'll read it several times over the course of 10 years or something i'll, I'll keep going back to it over and over again because i i pull out new layers from it and i'm very similar with games so i am as well because we're the same person but yes the <laughs> thing that i had thought of before was and i don't want to bore everyone with our personal history timeline maybe that's not interesting but i think this bit is where one of the things brian was tracking was um how many games we bought each, each year or at least how i don't many know games how you could possibly track that oh my god um he Whew. He had a lot of data to work with for a number of reasons that I will not bore you with. Okay. But <laughs> he's also just very good at this sort of thing. Um, and I don't remember the numbers because I never remember numbers, but I, right. the general flow is really interesting where the year we started Disembodied Voices back in 2011, um, and correct me if I ever say something wrong here, Brian, but the okay. number was upping majorly at that, at that point. Like we were mm-hmm. starting to get more and more games to the point where once you know 2012 2013 i think it kept going up then 2014 hit and it like tripled you look at the graph and it's 2014 was large it was like double what 2013 was wow. yeah and that was the year we realized we were uh buying still, too many games <laughs> we were buying yes. too many games i was full-on reviewing games for two different websites mm-hmm. brian was reviewing games for one website we were like at the end of disembodied voices i think so we yeah whales or whales was starting in 2014 we had all of that going for us and it totally burned us out and you look mm-hmm. at the next year and the the number of games plummeted to like like 2012 or something <laughs> it was yeah. it was wild in 2015 
and uh yeah that's, that's when we were it, like stop talking about video games all the time yeah yes. we're not going to talk about video games we have a ban on video games i think we were getting kind of burned out in general i mean yeah. i can't i can't back up my claims with numbers at all because i don't keep sure. track of stuff like that at all but mm -hmm. i would be willing to bet that i'm very similar um mm -hmm. in that sense because I, and honestly i think a huge catalyst of it is steam um yeah that i could that Massive. i could go look because if i go back and look at my steam purchases from 2009 or whatever since my steam account was created it probably has a very similar graph where it's like i bought yeah. a crap ton of games in 2012 and 13 and i haven't bought a game on steam in probably yeah. a year and a half two years yeah. at this point like yeah and then there was one point in my life uh relatively recently like maybe 2017 or 16 where i said i'm no longer collecting games i don't care anymore yeah. games are mm -hmm. no longer collectible to me they are something that i play and i get rid of afterwards to fund new games and so my game collection stopped growing and ever since then i've either bought digital or i have immediately turned around and sold the game i finished because i, I finished it um mm. and that's kind of so I, I would I think my graph would look very similar to you where it used to be that I, I wanted all the new games even if yeah. I didn't play them I just had to have everything and now I very very finally go through the new games yeah. released with a with a comb and, and figure out exactly what mm -hmm. I like right. uh, and only by that <laughs> I think another big difference for us and and to be clear for, for I, I was tracking games we played not bought if I did bought hoof <laughs> that would be a much more there's so many games we bought and never played on uh -huh. Steam um, but uh, to your point, I I feel it's really similar for us where because we were running Disembodied Voices, which was a video game podcast, and we were thinking we were going to get into, you know, games, journalism, game review, and game writing. Uh, we were very much keeping up with games. Yes. Like if there was a big game in a given year, we wanted to play it unless we had a reason not to. We would gamefly things. We would buy games. We would review games. Like every release we needed to be on top of, at least know about to some degree, watch all the E3 press conferences. And I think that's what really changed in 2015 to 2016, where we're like, okay, we're we're doing our business. We're not going into games as a career. We're just going to play what we enjoy and what we like and what matters to us and not try to keep up with the industry because we don't like 90% of what the industry is. So that's And we're getting really sick of it. Uh, because I, that's the, that's where we differ because mm -hmm. I still keep up as best I possibly can with everything in the gaming industry. It's yeah. like, it's like how I keep up with Heroes of the Storm patch notes, yeah. even though I don't play the game anymore. I can tell you what the meta mm -hmm. is in Heroes of the Storm. I yeah. played like a brawl last week yeah. and that's it really. Um, yeah. I stopped buying games. I did not stop reading everything i could about I, i'd games. say it's for me it's mostly playing habits i still like listen to a couple game podcasts and i have like a news feed on my phone that i check so i'll know about most things that are going on mm -hmm. but in terms of what i play like i'm not playing every major release that comes out right right i right. think that uh, the the big yeah. sea change for us was literally over the course of like a year if the numbers are to be believed we stopped trying to keep up and we yeah. made a distinct mental shift to let's just play what speaks to us and what we really love and you yeah, look at the games right. we played that year and it's like a very small handful but they're things for me like overwatch stardew valley yeah. grow home these very specific in, in, games that are just like steven games in 2014 it was so funny because uh or you know around 2014 to 2016 Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, and Overwatch. Like, those three games. <laughs> I played so much of that, I didn't really need to be buying other games. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, some of those, like, those real evergreen games started started popping up. So, yeah. But totally. And for you, like, Overwatch and Stardew Valley and 
and a few others. And for Zach, Final Fantasy fourteen just killed I mean, all the games. I mean, that's only been the past like year and a half. But... Yeah, I know. That's a more recent. <laughs> but uh, I mean, discovery. I'm more of yeah. I'm still just more of just like the JRPG guy. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just you, all so I play. I'm, I'm curious for you, Zach. When did you make that shift? Because you definitely used to be much more. Yeah, I used to be more about like I have to play all the games. Yes. Um, it began when I just began to realize that basically like every AAA game I hate. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the I year just... the year I realized something was wrong is where we all collectively, I think it was collectively, said Dishonored was the best game of the year. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. Wait, I don't yeah, really like that's... Dishonored. <laughs> yeah, that... How did that happen? I mean, it's weird because it's like I see these games and like I can recognize that they're that they're good. Mm. And that they are like, you know, made with like, you know, lots of skill, but like yeah. I'm just like I mean, this game is that this game isn't stupid though. So, like, why even bother playing it? <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's that sort of is like uh, that sort of is the like barometer that I now use is like if I can tell just on the surface if a game is gonna be stupid, mm. and that sort of is what I'm looking for now. Is and you're just... looking for the stupid. So, do you still like anything Nintendo, or is it too? Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah. No, like I uh, I played through um uh the Origami King last oh, week sweet. and that we game just started great. that we were like one hour fantastic in. i love it yay we, it's so good so far we're, we're only past the little forest at the beginning but i've been absolutely yeah. delighted i with it. i absolutely love that game it's like it's yeah. pretty high up there for me in terms of the things that i yeah Look in for. terms of the things that i have loved this year that's awesome hey guys i'm yeah. playing a paper mario game too it's just yeah, 20 camera, years I, that old that made me so happy when you sent that screenshot i was so confused because i'm like wait is that character back in origami king is that place back <laughs> in origami king like that looks a lot like thousand year door weird <laughs> <laughs> and then i i put two and two together i'm like origami king isn't out yet wait a minute <laughs> uh, i have actually guys I'm, I'm lying to you i actually work for GameSpot. um <laughs> wait do you work for nintendo are you my uncle my dad works um, for nintendo and he got he got a free copy of fortnite um so <laughs> wait okay. i think a lot of people did <laughs> so i've been meaning to ask you cameron how's progress going in thousand year door i got a third crystal star sweet how did you like that one okay so i'm i have really mixed feelings about the the arena area um right on the one hand, the story was really fun, yeah. um, and I liked how it was kind of a murder, not a murder mystery, but a mystery. But a mystery. Yeah. Yes. Um, on the other hand, I hated all the fights. Um, mm. It was like, because there was a point where it was literally like, cool, there's, a there's like one word of storyline between... 15 mm. fights oh, and i was like see i think my brain canceled that out i just remember yeah. yeah yeah and it, it, it wasn't by even far like, the most combat heavy uh chapter yeah. but, but the problem was it wasn't even the combat system was fun but i would literally yes. go into the fight press quake hammer kill all of them go back out of the fight L literally it was uh -huh. it was four or five fights in a row that was that quick and then mm. when you add on the the cutscenes going into the fight and leaving the fight were longer than the fight itself and i was like this, see, is, this is so how i feel boring. about most jrpgs <laughs> oh bam yeah, well, uh, yeah, um, but it, it it got better yeah. towards the end where things were actually happening. Yes, um, and then the final fight was fun, of course, of like, Grubba it, against Grubba. I, yes, I appreciate how it like it sets up that this is your normal life. You're gonna slowly progress your way up here, and you're almost like, man, this is gonna be really boring. And then it starts to twist. And then it, it was and you're really to kind of. Uh, it and was, then and then saying, it twisted. But, but yeah, I'm saying <laughs> then you twist it, and then you get into like you kind of go behind the scenes and see how this whole thing is being run, right. and you realize 
just climbing your way up the fight ladder was almost like a fake. Like, that's not really what this is all about. But I think they went a little too far in actually making you do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it, it is grindy. I'm enjoying the, the writing of that game astronomically. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. I think and, it's one of the best written games. Well, I can't yeah. even believe how well it's written. Like, it, mm -hmm. it reads like... Yep. Well, one of your guys' writings, I'll be honest. It reads, it reads I, like snarky I'm sure we I'm honored. and funny, but not like to the point where it's like cringy at all. Like there's yes. no cringe in it. It's always funny. Even we, the lines that you would think are like, yep. they pull them off beautifully. It's really we well written. We were just blown away by that. We're like, we didn't know games could be written like this. Yeah, like, we yeah, played yeah. We played it back yeah. in 2004 mm -hmm. or something. Like, and games still aren't really written like that. Like it's no. written in a way that invokes... It, amaturity but in a professional way if that it's makes casual, any sense yeah casual well like half the casual. humor comes from the fact that that all of a sudden out of the blue mario characters are talking like modern humans yeah <laughs> better than that like mario enemies like goombas are just like hey man what's up it's like wait <laughs> what um but it's yeah but it's i don't know the when you hear it described it can sound so cheap and so like it could be Forced. so badly done yeah. It could be so bad, mm -hmm. but instead it's just it's charming so and delightful. And like the yeah. sub story with Peach and stuff, it's actually very interesting. Yeah, and, and, and weirdly uh, yeah. sexual. Like, yeah, there's a lot of sex jokes in in the Peach segments. Like the stupid computer right. spying on her in the shower. And I know there's a section where she she has to go invisible. Just she, she takes off all of her clothes. Like, how did this get by Nintendo? Like, how did this possibly get published? It's insane. I have no idea. There's a, a decent weird. handful of stuff in that game where I'm like, wow, I can't when you, believe they. Madam Flurry, her her ability to to, to shoot air. Mario yes. grabs her boobs and squeezes her boobs. I don't care what you think that that is. He's grabbing yep. her boobs and squeezing them to to make her shoot air. Like, how did this get approved by Miyamoto? Like, well, what? it was his idea. Oh, that makes a difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really really clever game. Um, I have yeah. I'm I have Ghost of Tsushima right now from GameFly, which mm, that'll be. Mm, I don't mm, think that'll be as good. As I hate. Well, no, but my point is the next in my queue is is Origami King. Um, oh, so I'm probably gonna yeah. keep keep Gamefly around for another month so I can yeah. do what I want to do in Ghost of Tsushima and then get Origami King. Yeah, I'm guessing Origami King will be a, a step down from Thousand Year Door, but fortunately it does seem like it will uh, still be very. I good. mean, so I'll say that as somebody who hasn't actually, because like I think I, yeah, because like I played through Thousand Year Door like back when it first came out, right? right? And that was just the one time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I don't have this like you know like uh, this I. I I'm I'm not like the other like fans online who are like it's this it's this holy grail right right <laughs> like it I mean like you know like just for me it was like oh it was this this it was just a like you know cute game right uh whereas now I'm like wow this this new one is just like the writing just like really got to me and yeah it is surprisingly really heartfelt mm -hmm. like yes. I'm not gonna say that it probably isn't gonna be like as funny as uh, I mean, like, um, uh, as subversive, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a on a limb and say that it's far more sincere. Gotcha. <laughs> I could see that Thousand Year Door was really on the. Um, it did have a high subversive side level. for Mario. Um, yeah, and yeah, from what I've played, we've only like like Brian said, only played kind of the intro of this game, but I'd say it's as funny as Thousand Year Door so far. What a, well, it, I'm it not worried about the writing so much. I'm worried yeah. kind of about the combat. How does because that's what everybody uh, is all freaked out about, right? Yeah, that's I'm the part that yeah. Um, I'll say that as somebody who is really really stupid. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> that game can make you feel really, really stupid. Gotcha. Uh, in terms of the combat, because some of the puzzles are just like, I just can't even fathom what this solution is. Right. Does it make you um, feel stupid in a way that when you figure it out, you're like, oh, or when you figure it out, you're like, I've heard oh. it described that uh, way. Usually, so there's a, there's a mechanic in which you can pay the toads to basically just solve it for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I was just like, usually if, if I couldn't like see the solution within 10 seconds, I'm like, screw it. <laughs> and I just paid the toads. <laughs> is there a penalty for that? I mean, you just get coins, and coins are basically, like, the currency in which you do, like, mostly everything. Like, you can buy more time to actually solve puzzles with your oh. with, with coins. Interesting. You can pay toads to, to basically solve it for you. So, like, I just had a lot of coins, because you, you, you get a lot of money. Gotcha. <laughs> and I would just pay off toads and just, and just be like, hey, you guys solve this for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, the okay. game it's, seems to be setting itself up to... Um, hopefully create some interesting systems but also they give you outs for it like you can ask the tutorial character for help but yeah. she won't always offer it and yeah. you can pay toads to help solve puzzles but you could also do it on your own it kind of seems like yeah. they're trying to toe that line for that, parents and their kids yeah i will say that i will say that like it's the boss fight so i mean like i mean like uh, i mean like i think where the game really shines gotcha is just due to they each have, a, I mean, it should be like each boss has a gimmick. Uh, and you're basically forced to like solve the puzzle whilst also dealing with the gimmick. And mm, that's cool. I do find that to be like, even though some boss fights made me just want to like smack my head against the desk constantly mm -hmm. because they because they can make you feel really, really stupid and you can't pay off the toads for them. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I see how it is. Yep. Well, well that I'm actually makes me pretty excited it. yeah like yeah. i my main fear about this game is i have two fears one it's going to be monotonous and two it's going it is to be not too monotonous easy. so if it doesn't <laughs> and it is not too easy right, then sign me up man there i can't are, wait for more i there are so many just like surprising things in that game to where i feel that people who are still caught up on the like but like uh, but the toads are aren't wearing funny hats like it's <laughs> wait a minute uh, wait a minute what they're not wait what? oh geez i mean i'm and i mean there actually are some i mean toads, they, yeah i mean like in the game who are uh more than just the yeah. more than just the regular toads but yeah i mean yeah. that's always been the thing is that like you know just the companions aren't there oh yeah in this i mean like you know like in the, in the same way there aren't like you know like the spunky yoshi kid or the yeah sure or mm -hmm. the goomba i mean it's like, basically not the, like the older Mario RPGs were more JRPGs, honestly. Like they yeah. had party mechanics and stuff, but this game yeah. doesn't do that. Yeah, this game is definitely more. It's sort of as it sort of is more like an adventure game in which yes. you just have to do battles in it. Yeah, I think I was I was actually looking back and reading my sticker uh, sticker star review. And did you ever play Sticker Star, Zach? I did not, cause kind of. I just saw how I saw just how like everybody hated it, and so yeah. and so mm -hmm. I yeah. and I heard about how Brian hated it, so I didn't play it. Yeah, I, yeah. My review was not favorable, but it was like a traditional Mario game where it had like a world map and levels that you would go into and everything, and basically no story or writing. It was an action platformer, except instead of Mario mechanics, it had Paper Mario mechanics. Which I don't know if you've noticed, the platforming in Paper Mario is not very interesting. Nope. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of that's where I made me really sad because I'm like, there's nothing clever or interesting happening here. It's not making these funny, interesting scenarios like an adventure game. It's just trying to create this action platformer with mechanics that aren't very deep. Um, but that's what I've really appreciated about um, 
man, Origami King so far is that it seems to just be, it's so delightful. Like that first yeah. forest area, the amount of care, it's only like a 20 minute section, but the amount of character they were able to add into it with little yeah. dialogue boxes and the trees with the little eyes looking around and the, the music. Oh my gosh, the music is oh, fantastic the, everywhere. The music so in, in that game, it might be my favorite soundtrack so far. It's so it's, good. It's very, very good. Yeah, so just like there was so much character and delight and heart that I'm like, I don't care if the, uh, like, if the gameplay isn't perfect or something, this is doing exactly what I love from Paper Mario, which is just mm -hmm. inventive yeah. it, I yeah. will say that um, there is a moment in the game which actually made me cry. <laughs> That's great. Like, um, there is just so many, like, just, like, just somehow, like, uh, it's just so sincere mm -hmm. is, like, really just the only way that I can, like, right. because, like, sure, like, it still tries to be funny, yeah. but, like, most of the humor, I think, is sometimes just, like, a little, like, trying too hard sometimes. Sure. But, like, but, like, whenever you get to just these, like, sweet moments in the game, it's, it's, it's just, like, I just, I just want this now. Like, I, I don't really care about, like, I mean, like, yeah, 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 because, like, because, like, just, like, the comedy angle never really stood out to me in the first place. Mm -hmm. And... I just want more of this, more of just this, like, of, I mean, like, you know, like, just like, just like everybody is just so nice. <laughs> <laughs> that also makes me look forward to it even more. Yeah, um, that's great. Um, and Cameron, to your point about you, you mentioned Gamefly, which I forget now is even a thing. Mm -hmm. um, when I, I was looking back into 2010, which is like our year of using Gamefly, like we we got so many games from Gamefly that year. Right. It's, it's it was kind of absurd. I think they had the thing where you could have like two or three games out at a time, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I can't imagine going through this many new games in a year <laughs> now. It was apparently we saved a lot of money with it, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you honestly, I'm I I, I bought Last of Us two, and I right. beat it, and you know, I I have my feelings about that game, but afterwards, yeah. I was like, that. I shouldn't have paid sixty dollars for that, I, and yeah. I bought it digitally because I really wanted to play it at midnight or whatever. So I, yeah. and then now it's just sitting on my console, and I'm like, yeah. you know, I I'm glad I supported the developer I liked, but mm -hmm. I, I feel a little bit of buyer's remorse on that. And so with yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, I was like, I think GameFly is still a lot around. I should just try that out again, and I did, and I got right. the game. And even if I just send it back and cancel it immediately, which I'm not gonna, that's still like. I paid $15 yeah. to realize I didn't like Ghost of Tsushima. I'm okay with that, right. you know? Mm -hmm. Right. And I could have done the same thing with Last of Us 2 as well and only paid $30 for two months, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm mm -hmm. going to fiddle with it for a while. After Origami King, there's nothing, like, immediately on the horizon that's new that I want to play, so I'll probably just yeah. cancel it again. But, like, yeah. for games that are one and done like Last of Us 2, I, I yeah, think Gamefly yeah. is probably a good thing to look yeah. at. I'm glad it's still around, like, Rentals have their place in the world. They really, yeah. really do. Well, and I used Red to use Redbox for that. But it's, yeah. yeah, it, it mm -hmm. killed the game. I thought that was such a bad decision. Gosh, I, yeah, I, I've spent sad. so much money on their games. And yeah. they, they probably had like one spike in Oregon where all the money went. And that uh, was such a mean. Like, well, maybe we can leave that one box open. I mean, they, like, should, no. they, they would have done it. I would have literally yeah. <laughs> spent a lot of money there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Oh, well. Uh, and you have not started Ghost of Ghost Oh, I did. Of Tsushima, I did, right? yeah. Oh any initial thoughts i mean 
I posted a huge long thing in the chat about it. Basically, oh, I missed that. I huh. some somebody online. I don't know why I listen to people online. Somebody uh -oh. online was like, "I think this game captures what Breath of the Wild was going for." Oh no! And I was like, oh, "Really? Oh!" And so I got it, and I, I realized that it, it's just an open world game. It's just that's it. That's all it is, yep. and it's it's. It, oh right, I remember that now. Yeah, it basically is just yeah. a an open world racing car game that suddenly makes you go down the one path it wants you to go down, and mm -hmm. says it's open world. And then it once yeah. the mission is over, you're back to this open world map again. But it's like I didn't get to explore your open world. You sent me down a direct path exactly where you wanted me to go. Why is this yep. even an open world? Because it's pretty. It, sure, yeah. it's pretty, you... but also sh mm -hmm. shut up. <laughs> you liked uh, the open world in Death Stranding, right? I loved it yeah okay because it's exactly what i like about open you world games is that you go wherever you want to go it's like you have to get here that's your goal they don't How they're not do like there? they're and not like walk with this npc as he talks to you and then you have to go here specifically first to pick up this and then you have to walk with an npc and you have a shootout right here no death stranding is like Hey, this package, it's got to go over that mountain. I don't know, do whatever you want. You could you drive yeah. around it. You could climb over it. You could use a grappling hook and go along the river, get, make a boat, go along the ocean side. And <laughs> it's like, it doesn't care. And and then if you and if you see something you want to look at, it's like, yeah, you can go look at that. I don't, I don't, I don't care what you're doing, man. Just do whatever you want. And it's like, yay. Yeah. But in Ghost of Tsushima, I literally was doing a mission. And I was like, oh, what's that thing over there? And I started to walk over there. And it was like, you are leaving the mission zone. Return oh, to the mission man. zone. And I was like, I'm going to break this disc in half. This is so dumb. Don't do that. It's game five. You're right. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> but it's it's so pretty. And it just makes me so sad that it's... Yeah. They, they tried to... And they even tried. They tried to do things yeah. like, there's no mini-map. And the way you follow mm. through the world was, you follow the wind where you, have, where you yeah. need to go the wind blows and it's like wow that's really cool but it doesn't matter it's so superficial might as well They're, put like, a freaking arrow over my head kind of strip stuff down to its basics there's like, never it had to strip so much stuff away yeah. but i feel like other open world games are like well how can we keep as much of our current formula as possible and just change a couple of superficial things well and this will, yeah and yeah. zach when we talked about this you brought up some really good points as to what what problems that brings there's a lot of flaws in breath of the wild there's a lot of flaws yeah. there is and i'm i'm i'm, a, I'm an apologetic sucks. but <laughs> I, I, <laughs> all right but no there is there's a lot of flaws i can admit that because they had to strip so much of the of the, the structural way and that created inherent flaws but i personally would take those flaws with the fact that that world is so bloody open and they don't even it's not sure. even apologetically like sort of open it's like yeah. do it's like whatever you climb want every surface yeah and it's so <laughs> sure. good and it's not yeah. even the climbing aspect that really gets it for me that's just the cherry on top basically right. it's it's just the fact that they don't care what you do and when you do it ever and no right. games do that none well the one time that breath of the wild would annoy me is when they suddenly did i found like sometimes they would railroad me for like the little bit of story mission that's in there so for example like i found the section where you're having to climb up to the lava um lizard and and uh, avoid little security bots and stuff with cutscenes showing mm -hmm. the goron shooting a cannon like all of that i'm like this feels so bad because i feel like i'm playing a completely different game in the breath of the wild engine that is yeah. not intended to be this linear so it did frustrate yep. me when it would break its own rules like but then that. there were sections in the game uh, similar concepts where it was like instead of having to escort have an escort mission where we funnel you yeah. it's like hey your goal get to the top of that mountain except it's yes. raining like crazy and it's like oh right. how do i do this and you have to find a path up the mountain yes. even though it's raining that see that a lot was of the organic. Shrine puzzles are really good at that like when you walk into an area and they're like this is a shrine thing you have to do this to unlock the shrine like those are often very 
he'll give you a general objective and then completely just say now use the mechanics right like the one one cool one we ran into recently is to get the to unlock the shrine you have to get these um like four orbs in these four like uh keys or Mm -hmm. locks i guess um and it's like, well, how do we do that? I don't know. You just need to get them up on that giant <laughs> platform somehow. And it's like, well, so first I'm like, oh, Brian, what we should do is set it up on that rock that is tilted upwards, then suspend suspend it in time so we can hit it over and over again with our hammer, and that'll fling it like golf with enough force, and it'll land up on the platform. And it worked perfectly. And it's like, yes, we thought of a cool idea. Yeah, uh, those, yeah. Those, those shrines were designed in a way that there was tons they didn't design all the solutions what they did was they designed a way that you could create your own solutions yes they for almost every one of them and then tested it yeah. Uh, yeah and again that brings in a lot of inherent problems like there's yeah. no sense of progression yeah and it gets boring for people because it doesn't add <laughs> yeah. anything new to the game but yeah. but well that's for it, people one like of the me big problems with the shrines is how they're scattered throughout so they can't iterate on difficulty Basically, right. every shrine needs to be a very low difficulty. Well, they can't so, do that uh, with the whole game. Yeah. The whole game can't yeah. iterate on, yeah. on difficulty Honestly, at all because like, it, it, it expects you yeah. to be at any point at any time, no matter what period, yes. end of story. So and so it's, it's like, how do you add difficulty? Focused. And it's yeah. that's so, and I get it, that's so hard to do. But I yeah. love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's <gasps> good. It's good. Nope. I agree. I know, Zach. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm being fairly enough. fair to it, though. Yeah, hold on. Let me yell. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is the best game ever. Woo! Oh, there we go. Boy. How's that? <laughs> I loved it. Do it again. Breath of the Wild. Nah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's our Breath of the Wild section. I thought yeah. there was something else I was going to say about open world games. They suck. Um, but that, you know, it would have uh, boiled Xenoblade down Xenoblade X is the only really good one? Okay, that's my guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, None of you us think can Xenoblade X that. is the only good one. We think Breath of the Wild is the only good one. Where's someone to defend Ubisoft here? Hey, Come on. No. Nobody. No. They have some <laughs> really good ideas that are squandered every single time. Mm-hmm. I was they, thinking they, about Ubisoft the other day, and I'm like, that's just the most disappointing company. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> everything about yeah. them should be amazing. Inward and, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, absolutely. Like, uh, in, inward just, and outward. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> everything I hear about them, I'm just like, man, that <laughs> should be so much better. Like, there's so much potential there to be the French Nintendo. And I mean, <laughs> all their games while, Something like such... Rayman will come out. And it's like Rayman Legends, and it's like, wait, this is oh no! Well, all, that's the problem is all their games have such immense polish, and yeah. they're so pretty, and they're so big, and they're so technically yeah. perfect. And then you and the play the game, does and you're like, like oh, <laughs> they do these incredibly interesting, like even generous things, like um, making that free game where you learn how to code with rabbits, and then they put oh, those like. That historical modes in their assassin's creed games where right. you can just walk yeah. around and learn about the period that it's set in it's like yeah. you guys are so creative so do it but, everywhere <laughs> so do yeah. it everywhere all the time and do it the way i like it yeah <laughs> that's the problem uh, it's with a simple games request man simple request um anyway all right well should we end this podcast um one more thing okay. yes uh, 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 I'm lo- uh, oh, he didn't have a thing. Uh, Cameron, are you trying what? to tell us we have a sponsor? No, no, geez, no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, so I know that we're having some tough times due Wait to the sec. state of the. I have a better oh. idea than just a dumb sponsor. Oh, what? what? I actually story had time? an idea. Um, oh. I had an idea to make story time better. Ooh. Oh no! I don't think that you could. 
make it we better. We take turns on syllables. All right, I'm going to start. I was. <laughs> you know, Brian, you're not too far off to what my idea is. Oh, no. What's your idea? Story time, one word at a time. Oh, oh God. Uh, All right, okay, we're doing it. I love it. And, and right, we're, not, we're not stopping ourselves by sentence. It, we're going to go until the story is complete. Oh. Right. What happens if one of us decides it's not done and everyone else is really done? Well then, well it'll be done. Like, come on, guys. Anyone okay. can decide we're to professional end it, so... podcasters. We can do You're this, right. guys. Darn it! All right, all right. Um, we're going order. in. The order is going to be Cameron, Zachary, Stephen, me. Okay. Ready, everybody? Yeah, let's mm -hmm. go. When I thought this, I thought it was me. <laughs> This is going really well. This is going really well. All right, Wind try again. No, 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 no. We're starting Steven. over. We're starting over. We're starting okay. over. Once I decided to eat jam, that was poisoned and then extremely very. Super. <laughs> and. <laughs> Poison. <laughs> Period. Oh. So. I. Took. A. Big. Hammer. And. <laughs> regrettably. <laughs> Punctured <laughs> the dog <laughs> for what was that, Stephen? For no reason. <laughs> and... You're so wrong, Cameron. You're so wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Zachary. What did you say? And the worst dog. <laughs> Yelped. A lot. I decided to eat jam that was poisoned and extremely very super and poisoned. Period. So I took a big hammer and regrettably punctured the dog for no reason and the worst dog yelped a lot. All right, story's over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would like to go out we and not, we are not putting sound effects to the story <laughs> no no what you need to do is, uh, is play it through like that and then I edit know. all the words cut together it, cut it to yeah I, yes all my yes. all my words were just one syllable connecting words like a v and i had yeah, no control no, over I what mean, a horrible thing I was mean, coming next I was just sort of hoping that I could just keep on doing A. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't end a sentence. <laughs> oh, that's really yeah, fun. Like, Zach. I think that clever. whole thing was two run-on sentences. Yeah. Do we do we want to try again, or was that no, good? No, not okay. at all. That was absolutely well, I thought that was you. really fun. Can we just fun. maybe do one more just so it doesn't end with that? It was really dark. <laughs> eating poison jam and puncturing pox. <laughs> I didn't like it. Let's do one more. All right, Steven, you get to start this one. All right. It's going to be Steven, Cameron, Zachary, me. Okay. Breaking news. Thank <laughs> you. A. 
very concerning chef took umbrage with all his friends <laughs> period okay this shocking report <laughs> is I'm sorry. Um, is <laughs> un- <laughs> unrecognized hatred and we feel sad breaking news a very concerning chef took umbrage all with his friends period this shocking report is un- <laughs> unrecognized hatred and we feel sad <laughs> okay there we go i feel better about that <laughs> i'm sorry the reason i kept laughing and being unable to continue my one word that i had to contribute yeah. that we've been doing this for so long and this is what we've come to yes we, we uh yeah we haven't come up mm. this is so uh, fun yeah. I love Cameron this much better than right. story time this is way okay um uh, thank I'm you Cameron thank You're you welcome. so much Cameron I'm always happy to be here now we are going to do this outro uh-huh. one word at a time oh no okay. cycling alright everyone Thank you, Zach, and Steven, and Petey, and Cameron, and Ben. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>